voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right. Hello and good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We welcome you back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building on University Parkway in Provo, Utah for our first February edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. One month from today, March 1st, will be our season finale already. So the season is winding down as the intensity ratchets up down the stretch. Great to be back with you for an hour-long look inside BYU basketball. We are live and on demand via the BYU TV app, and we have fans with us here in studio. For those watching live, we invite you to take part in our live polls via the Opine app. You get the app on your phone, then you watch the side of your screen for poll questions throughout the show. You can also take part through social media using the hashtag PopeShow. Coming up on tonight's broadcast, we'll recap last week's pair of road games in the Bay Area. Deep Blue gives us a day in the life of super senior Alex Barcelo. Head managers Cameron Macy and Tyler Langford. It's finally time for them. They join us in studio. We will look ahead to a big weekend of games with San Francisco and Gonzaga in town. And we'll take questions for, from social media for Coach Pope and our managers in our weekly Q&A segment. Let's tip off tonight's show by saying hello to BYU head coach Mark Pope. All right. Hey, how are we doing, guys? What's up, Clay? You What's right? up? Good to see you. Come you on. Too. Hey, guys. Hey, I heard that. <laughs> All right, start us off. Last week, it was a rant against waterfowl. Have you ever had a week where it just like you just felt like you took L's all week long? I'm serious about this. Have you ever had a week where it was just like you worked your tail off, right? And um, and it just felt like nothing could go right. One of those weeks where you um, are so frustrated and so upset that at night, like around 2 a.m. The only conversation you have with your wife that you can bear to say your best friend in the whole world is just, I love you. And that's just got to suffice for the whole conversation for the night. We had one of those weeks. Same last night. Last week was one of those weeks. We had one of those weeks. We've all been there. But it's a new week. It is a new week. Yes, it is. What have you guys given you this week? Um, there's been a lot of yelling and screaming and carrying on and, and uh, self-discovery and... and um, uncomfortableness and I'll tell you this if you guys promise not to tell anybody everything always stays right here yes you know that this is the inner circle so yeah. shh, okay so I'll tell you this um, I hate losing I hate it with a passion and losing two games in a week is just like death it's awful but like I also love it too so much because and this is the part you can't tell anybody because it just forces you to, to like dig deeper and do deep dives on who you are and what you're about and how you're going to function as a team and how you can fix as an individual. And sometimes, um, you know, as coaches, we don't have anything to do but sit back and witness the growth of these great young men. And sometimes it's through weeks like this. Hopefully, this is the end of it. We'll see. But 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 through weeks like this, where you actually see great young men turn into great men and like be deeper and more fulfilled and stronger and tougher and more steely than they'd ever been before. And that's actually, that's actually really special. It's the best part of sports. So I hate every second of it. 
but there's a little part of me that quietly uh, loves it because we, we get to grow, and that's, that is, that's what this whole deal's about. This is our third year of doing these shows, and this is the first time that you've had to say that, yeah. that you had a week like that, because the only other time BYU lost back-to-back games was deep in last year's postseason. We weren't doing shows at that point, yeah. and so this is the first time that's ever happened to you and your guys in this program. It says a lot that it took us to this point for you to have to have you know, this kind of, uh, you know, response required. Yep. And um, it says about a lot about these guys, right? And so it's, it's just, listen, we all get to take this journey together. Season's a journey. Mm-hmm. We get to do it in our locker room. We get to do it with all the you beautiful people that cheer for these guys and come to this, fill this Marriott Center. And, and, um, and, and this makes it special. We, we have to answer. We, ha- we have to answer. Like, we have to respond well. But... Um, this is part of the journey, and it, and it is, you know, our practices the last two days have been super uncomfortable, and, um, and our guys were having conversations uh, getting together uh, over the weekend that I think were super uncomfortable for them, and, um, and that's where you grow, and, and that's where actually something special can come out of it. So then the only way to make the story great is that there's a great product at the end of the day, and that's what we're working on. You tell me all the time, the game always asks you, how are you going to... Yep respond right? and there's something great I, I mean I I don't know guys I think everybody can relate to it everybody's in school failed the test or had a bad day or you know maybe wore the wrong color tuxedo to the prom or something right where they felt embarrassed and humiliated and uncomfortable or you know uh, bombed in their talk at church or 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 had a really uncomfortable uh, experience with a friend or felt left out of something or whatever we've all felt that where you get to the point where a little bit of self-doubt starts to creep in and um, a little bit of concern if you can fix it and, and will it ever get better, like all those feelings. And we get that in athletics all the time. And, and that's actually a really special place because, you know, it's, it's when you actually come out of that moment of self-doubt where a little bit of self-doubt really creeps in and then you go beat it, that's just magic, right? It's really special. And, and so... This is, um, it was a tough week for us. There's no doubt about it, but it's, um, it's, it's also get, sets a, a table for really special things to happen. And, and we are blessed at BYU to have a locker room full of, uh, of guys who are people that we can all look up to and respect for how hard they're trying to grow. It's awesome. So it's a bump in the road, but you were cruising down that road before this last week, and you're still in a good spot. We're going to throw up the tournament resume for you. This is what uh, is basically your team sheet. Uh, these are the main metrics on the NCAA committee's team sheet. First of all, I see nine Q1 and Q2 wins. That's a great number nationally. Uh, I, I see a lot of numbers, almost all of them, sitting top 50. Uh, many of them top 40 and even top 30. You're still in a really good spot. A yeah. position of strength. What these guys have accomplished this season has been incredible. And, and, and we got to get better, and we know it. And so that's, that's the mission at hand, and, and that's what our guys are focused on. I want to throw a number. You, like, you know I love throwing stats at you. Uh, this is your third February as BYU's head coach. Your February record at this point is 13-1. and one. You call it the championship third of the season. It's winning month. That This is when you get yourself to where you want to be, and it's been a good month for this program. Yeah, you know, we had a, we had a, 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 a um, spirited, maybe over-the-edge practice yesterday, and today we had a great focus practice. And, and the thing that we're talking about as a team right now is 
You know, we all think about our individual contribution to the team. That's how we think about the game. That's how you think about the game in the preseason and in the, the non-conference in the first half of conference. And you think about stats. You think about uh, just the box score, about how you're contributing to a team. What's your plus minus? What's your field goal percentage? What's all these things? And then you think about your defensive numbers, about how you're contributing to the team with your defensive numbers. And now we flip the switch. We're now where our focus is is what are the four other guys and you accomplishing while you are on the court? It's not about doing your job anymore. It's about what are the four guys plus you while you're on the court accomplishing. And so every metric that we will talk about in this last third of the season is not just about me, what I got done, but what did our team get done? And it gets into really deep analytics about guys' leverages. But now we're talking about what your leverage is. And, and today in practice, even two on two, three on three, four on four, you saw guys looking around and, and trying to hold each other accountable for what they were going to accomplish together as that particular unit on the floor at that time. And that's, um, that's, that's going to be a transition for us that's really important. And it's the final touch to, to forging this team. And, I'm excited about it. We're going to look ahead a little later on in the show. We're going to take a quick look back at how last week went down for BYU. You were, you were on the road. You were in the Bay Area, the Bay Area and the Inland Bay with Santa Clara and Pacific on tap. Uh, some moving pictures coming your way from uh, the Santa Clara game. And, uh, you know, th th it's rare that you get a game, Coach, where the lead for either team is no larger than four points at any point. Basically, yep. the entire game was played within a single possession. It was crazy. The Santa Clara team's really good. You know, they beat Stanford, they beat TCU. You know, they beat they beat really good teams. They, they've got size and they got guys at all positions. They can really shoot the ball. And, and uh, obviously, Coach Sendek is a legendary uh, coach. So we knew it was going to be a real challenge going there. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because we took a loss that was, it was super painful. Um, you know, of course, we wish we could have changed the execution down the stretch and, the, and, and my execution down the stretch in the last minutes. Uh, um, but, but there's so much good film from the game. There's so much impressive film. A lot of things we did better than we've done before. Um, we just had some stretches where we didn't execute well, and, and certainly up 74-70 in the last 45 seconds, we failed to execute. Um, but, but, you know, we'll learn from that and grow from that. It was a game BYU outshot Santa Clara from the field, the arc, and the stripe. You out-rebounded them, did a lot of things you wanted to do. Uh, defensively, uh, 44 points in the paint was a number you weren't happy with. I yeah, think. and it's interesting because you think about Santa Clara, and the first thing that pops off the page is being there on the catch and protecting the three-point line. And, and um, they, they, just, they just really hurt us at the rim. Uh, they hurt us at the rim in the post. They hurt us at the rim off penetration. Um, they were slipping out of, out of uh, ball screen actions and, and kind of skewing our weeks and downs a little bit. Um, and we didn't respond well. Um, and so, so we were exposed a little bit that way. And, and um, it's something that we'll address and continue to get better at. And with all that said, you know, Minus, um, a, 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 you know, what happens in the game, but minus some unfortunate um, things happen in the last 45 seconds, we're all celebrating, right? A, a great win. And that's just the game sometimes. That's some, sometimes how the game goes. Is it okay to roll a few of these? Uh, yeah, of course. So, yeah. you, you, so you find yourself up four, 45.8 to play. You catch this and you've got, you kill a few seconds off the clock. The pass was a little long. Yeah, and it, I mean, we could talk about that play call for, for a while, right? So we had thrown the ball in bounds and they trapped us and we called the timeout. And so now we're in a timeout issue and they were playing really pushed up on our guys at half court. And so we felt like, hey, this is a great opportunity to get a back door. And, you know, to, to my discredit, you know, my runner is, is Gideon George, who's nursing an ankle and, 
and the, 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 the ball kind of flew on us and, and we didn't make the play. And then, you know, as you continue down that road, uh, we get a great offensive possession by Alex Barcelo. He gets a terrific shot and uh, Foose comes up with a huge offensive rebound and scores it. Um, in the meantime, you know, we've given up a, you know, after that full court out of bounds, we give up a, like a, we would call it a 51 or a Y1 uh, corner three that they made a big shot and we didn't respond to great. And then um, we gave up back-to-back -back possessions layups to, to, to their 6'6 point guard, which again is really unforgivable on my part. So there's a lot of, a lot of things that we need to do better uh, together and, and um, man, it hurts. But it's the great thing about sports. The bounce back opportunity came at Pacific and Pacific found this team in an unfamiliar position late and then having to rally, which you did. And there came a point late in that game when it felt like, my, my gosh, they're going to do it. They're going to yep. rally and give themselves the shot in the arm they needed to kind of save the weekend in a way. And again, just at the very end, things didn't go your way. Yeah, it's really telling for us, you know, as you compete through a season. I mean, it's a, it's a long season. You think about starting with two days and going through the whole thing and, and kind of keep that a you know, the one thing that this team has been so extraordinary at, at, at is, is, is competing on every single possession. And the most disheartening thing about the Pacific game that we, we recognized as a team was the last four minutes, all of a sudden we, we, you know, we had played hard the whole game, but somehow we played harder in the last three or four minutes, and we actually don't do that. We play at 100% effort from the tip. And that was probably the biggest indictment of our performance at Pacific. It's not that we didn't play hard. We played really hard, but we didn't play as hard as we can the full game with as much of an edge and, and all the chippiness that's required to win on the road. And it, it was a really, really good illustration for our guys about trying to get us back to that spot where, um, where we can be peaked emotionally and physically and mentally for every single possession. That's hard to do. Was there anything um, that you were able to take out of this game in particular um, as, I don't know, an anchor, something you could actually latch onto for the week to come. Well, there was a lot, it was frustrating. I mean, we played a Santa Clara team that makes a living from the three-point line and, and they killed us in the paint. And then we played a, a Pacific team that makes a living in the paint and they killed us from the three-point line. So there was, there was just, there was some, some um, there was just some interestingness to like the tenor of the flow of the games that was a little bit different for us. Um, um, and, and some things we didn't respond to great. And both teams played terrific. Um, and like I said, I don't think we played poorly. We just didn't play good enough to win. And, and, um, and so I think the takeaway is what it always is. You know, it's how are we going to respond to it. And, and um, I'm really excited about, uh, I, I've been really excited to watch these guys the last two days. And then I'll be excited to see them tomorrow and then see Thursday what, what kind of product we can put on the court against another top 35 team in the country, right? So um, it's, uh, this, this process of, of growing can be super painful, but it's super exciting. Big weekend ahead and a lot of uh, chances and opportunities in front of BYU on Thursday and Saturday. Well, as this season proceeds toward its most magical month, there's a player playing his best basketball of his season and career, you could say. He pulled down a career-high six rebounds at Santa Clara and followed that with a career-high eight points at Pacific. And tonight, Atiki Ali Atiki takes us inside the film room with Jerem Jordan. All right, Atiki. Yep. Tell me about Tanzania. I don't know much. My name is Atiki Ali Atiki. I'm from Tanzania, a boy in Mwanza. So that is my, my country, and I grew up there, I go to school there before I came here. The country like? It's beautiful, 
a lot of people here like like to go to Tanzania because it's a beautiful place we get like like we got good stuff there like you can go visit like Serengeti go see like a lot of lakes so it's beautiful there let's go man I love it yeah let's go yep. okay tell me about your name Atiki Ali, Ali Atiki. Atiki yeah so Atiki Ali Atiki Atik is my my first name and my last name also. My middle name was Ali, which is my dad's name. So Atik comes from my grandpa. Yeah, that was his name. So I took my grandpa's name. Three generations in yeah. your name. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. You've been crushing it lately. Obviously mm -hmm. disappointing with the losses last week, but yeah. you've been getting better. Mm -hmm. Let's walk through some plays against Pacific here. So yeah. first off, uh, you get a jump hook late in the shot clock mm -hmm. here. First of all, I said like that was a good pass from Seneca and I was pretty comfortable down there, take my time and go up strong. That's what I was thinking about it. Cause I know when I take my time, I can score like easily. There were only mm. two seconds on the shot clock. Yeah. You weren't rushed either, yeah. even though you could have been. Yeah. That was good. Mm -hmm. Okay, a, another patient play where you jump hook, this time off the glass. Yeah. So this one I would say like, the thing helped me about the screen and I wrote fast, like the way I wrote the rim was, was fast. So that gave me like a little bit of time to take my time when I get the ball and do a little bit pump fake so I can like trick the defender. So to go up and score, I would say, yeah, that, that was good pass too from Seneca. That's second assist from him. He got there as mm. quick as he could, right? Yeah. You were open for a sec. Yeah, I was open. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then uh, a great uh, layup here from Trevenel. Again, mm. you're patient. It feels yeah. like even though you're a freshman, you've yeah. learned to slow down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, this one was, was good too, because I see my man and good look for Trevin too. Like he seemed like I was wide open and it was the right time to pass because I won't, I won't miss down there. It would be easy for me to score because I was under the rim and it's easy to go up and score. So just show fake and go up. Do you yeah, feel like just, you're figuring it out? Mm -hmm. In the game? Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes I'm just like, when I'm patient, like I think I can do like way better than when I was rushing. So I think patience is more important for me. Absolutely. Yeah, when I take my time, like it's easy to go up and score than rushing. Last three games, yeah. you're nine of 11. Yeah. How does that sound? Uh, that, was, that was good. That was good. Yeah, I just <laughs> yes, get better all the time. Yeah, yes, that's it what is. I have to do, yeah. You should bug Alex, be like, hey, I'm shooting a higher percentage than you, bro. <laughs> Okay, big week this week. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco and mm -hmm. Gonzaga at yeah. home. What, what will be the key to playing well? I would say, like, defensive. Like, we have to play more defense, and also we have to be aggressive. We can't, like, lay our team. Like, we can let our coaches down and ask, too. We gotta go, like, hard, because this is it. We gotta go across this guy. So, yeah, I'm ready for it. Okay, next yeah. summer we're going to Tanzania. Let's yeah, go, baby. Sure. <laughs> yep. All right, first of all, how much do you enjoy uh, watching him talk about his own game? There? I, I love it so much because what you're seeing is you're seeing a young man just grow in front of his own eyes. Yeah. I think he's as surprised as anybody, or is not as surprised as anybody, but he, the, the progress he's made has just been incredible, and it's super important to our team for us to have a chance. Excited to see what he and the boys do here in the month of February. Seven games on the slate right now, and February's slate of games begins with the USF Gonzaga double dip, and you've already done the double dip in inverse order earlier this season with those two teams. Yep. It's a uh, tough back to back in our league. We're excited about it. All right, that's the schedule for February. Then Magical March is around the corner. Well, for your day-to-day -day Cougar sports play-by-play, -play, watch BYU Sports Nation. Listen to it, too, with Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton. Weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Wednesday's guests, Kalani Sitake and Jeff Judkins. Juddie's team playing so well right now, one of the best in the country. 
in women's college basketball. When we come back, we'll go deep blue with Alex Barcelo and have the managers of this basketball team join us as BYU Basketball with Mark Pope continues. Okay, that's good. Whoa, whoa, Dave! Sorry, I'll go Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. And by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Welcome back inside Studio C. You're from Utah. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, your weekly deep dive inside the Cougar Hoops program. Well, tonight's episode of Deep Blue gives us a different look at a player we've already seen in a previous edition of Deep Blue. In that one, it detailed his arrival at BYU and the start of a career that has seen him join the Cougars' thousand-point club. Tonight, we bring you a day in the life of Alex Barcelo. It's another Deep Blue brought to you by Brady Industries. Simply better. It's game day. Let's get it. Cougar Nation, you, you guys know me. As, as a person, you guys know the troubles that I've been through at Arizona, where I came from, and then through the, the journey that we've had together, um, that just the support that you guys have given me, it, it's, it's meant everything to me. It's not gonna be an easy journey, it's, it's still gonna be a roller coaster, but, but I know that there's, there's no other place I'd rather be, no other people I'd rather do it with, and I think that it's gonna be a really special season this year. Just trying to stay as locked in as I can on this, this game, this scout that we have, but trying to keep my mind clear. Other than that, making sure that my body feels good, mind feels good, just making sure I can help my team with whatever I can to help us win tonight. What up, what up? Jeez. We got film with Coach Fieger, making sure that I'm prepared with Scout, making sure I'm locked in, I can help my guys on the offensive end of the floor and the defensive end and we'll go from there. Locked in, man. Now we're going down to get some treatment, get my body right. What are you, Let's man? Come on out. Hey, trying to keep up with you, man. Yes, sir. What's up, Rob? Nothing much. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> He's the magician behind all this and he makes sure that my body, my body feels good going into game day. <laughs> Just take it. Yeah. Oh, bro, appreciate that. Okay, listen up, we're about to real quick video. I'm just gonna run through his identity of his team. Now I want to talk about number one, Jace Townsend, the Denver transfer who is a leading scorer. He, he's gonna play, right? And so he may start. I'll talk to you guys. Okay, he's a shooter, he's a scorer. We're gonna, we're gonna be a stick hand catch two with him. We're not gonna run him off the three-point line because he's taking three threes a game, but he's taking like 11 shots. Alright, let's go. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we ready? 
Let's get it, fellas. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. I'll never forget the first time that Alex Barcelo walked into our gym. It was in the annex. He was on his official visit, and he went on the court and started shooting. And he was a little bit nervous and a little bit broken and a little bit unsure. And then to watch him go through year one here and have such epic performances on a great team and then walk in last summer with people questioning, could he make the transition to a point guard position? Could he lead a team that was gonna be without Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson and TJ Hawes and all the questions that came with that. And to watch him go through the summer a year ago, seeing if he could actually bridge the gap with all these new players and kind of bring them into the fold and, and take the mantle of leadership. And then to walk, watch him walk in the gym this year like he owns the joint with the highest of high level goals now, with all the stuff that people know about him already. They know he's the best shooter in the entire country over the last two years. They know he can run as a point guard, a top 25 team, and now taking on this challenge of can he lead BYU even higher and put him in a position to, to go uh, chase his professional aspirations. The opportunity to watch these guys grow step by step by step and become these great young men and incredible leaders is uh, really humbling and wonderful. It's the best part of coaching. Just finished up pregame meal, getting ready to go take care of my body. Now I got a pregame superstition. Always come in with the fruit salad. Make sure that usually eat this right now, a little bit now, and then after once I get treatment and do my meditation. So let's get it. If I make it big time, I told the guys I'm gonna donate an escalator to go up these stairs and then a slide to come down them into the locker room. People don't understand when we do two a days. Our legs kill going up these stairs, three flights of stairs, and you got two more up there. Everything that I do, I like to keep it structured. Um, you know, I, I live by control what you can control, and uh, especially on game day, I like to wake up and have my set routine, so everything that I do, I structured it in increments. Um, I just finished up with some yoga. I always do 15 minutes of yoga, followed by two to three minutes of meditation, just to slow my mind up preparing for this game. And uh, just, just knowing how my body feels, always being honest with myself and uh, continuing on that routine so my body feels at its peak when I step out on the floor. I'm trying to tell these freshmen, man, the older you get, you need your rest. You gotta stay up on your sleep. through the season right now. Came back for two reasons, to bring championships to Provo and also to make my dream come true playing in the NBA. Uh, I feel, feel really good about how the season's gone so far. You know, we battled some adversity, had some injuries, um, but we, we've been able to bounce back off those and 
um, continue to win games. So um, I feel really good. I know every time I step out on that floor, I got to give it my all, um, not only for myself, but for Zoe, my fiance, for this team and, and for these fans. And that, that's just the one thing that I have in mind. Every, every, every game that I go into, I just know that I got to lay it all out there for everybody. Let's go, man. Marcelo will drive it to the hoop, stop, pop, and score. Hits the brakes on the right baseline, a little late footer for AB. BYU close on multiple occasions to double-digit leads here in the second half. Long to AB, good again. AB right back at it. Marcelo curls to the free throw line, jumps it, and scores it. Marcelo actually stopped, picked up the ball, and looked the official right in the eyes as if, come on. AB, three. Oh! That's not judicious. Five on five, man. Five on six, five on seven, five on eight. I don't care how many dudes against us, man. We're coming out a bit on top. We're coming out on it on top, man. Let's go. Yes, sir. Oh, it's been a day, but it's always nice when it ends with a dub, man. Everybody's happy, and we're moving on to the next one in the morning. Let's get it. I think we should give the fans what they want, a shooting contest. But if you're too scared, I understand. You hear this? <laughs> You think I'm scared? Yeah. I'm not scared at all. Then let's see it. I'll, I'll shoot against you left-handed. <laughs> How about that? You couldn't even beat me right-handed. <laughs> okay, now she's capping. <laughs> now she's capping. I didn't want to look back 10 years from now and regret the decision of, you know what, I could have stayed a year and maybe I would be in a different position. I, I didn't want to leave any, any stone unturned or anything on the table. I, I wanted to give it everything I had. One of the main things that I've learned of coming back is, is I don't want to live with regrets. So I want to always give it, you know, everything that I have and put everything I have out there. <laughs> get it. Thanks for following me around on game day. We were able to pull out the W. That's a wrap. A lot. Pretty cool. That's a lot. And I was watching that too. I was thinking about, uh, you know, younger players watching him. Yeah what it takes, that's a day of what it takes to get ready to be at his best. There's a lot it's, going on there. It's so interesting. I mean, it's such a great example, but you don't think about that when you're a 15-year-old thinking about someday, you know, I'm going to go play in the Marriott Center in front of that crowd on national television. And, and, and you think about, you just don't get to see, like, everything that goes into it every single day. And Alex is just a consummate pro in, in his approach. It's awesome. That's great. Well, on any basketball team, there are uh, under-the-radar guys you never see in uniform on game night, but they are practically as important to the success of the team as the players who lace them up. They are the team managers. And we are honored tonight to bring into Studio C BYU's two head managers, Cameron Macy and Tyler Langford. You. Go, you Greg, I am so excited about this. I can't even tell you. You and me both. This is like, it's been a hard week and a hard couple days. And like, <laughs> this is the best. 
This is the best part of this whole deal right now. Let's go. All right, so I brought him out. I said, Cam and Tyler, let's first of all establish who's Cam and who's Tyler. Uh, I'm Cam. <laughs> I'm Tyler. And uh, you, can tell, gonna... you can tell Cam because of this fly mustache he's got going. It's got <laughs> yeah. it, a rocket today, baby. <laughs> it is spectacular. I, I think we should get a poll. I know I noticed before we were doing some polls. Right. We should get a poll. Is, should he shave his mustache? My parents we... think I should, but my mom keeps saying, don't you want to date a girl? I'm like, but I like the stash, Marl. <laughs> See, but the, the boys, they also love the mustache, too. <laughs> the so guys love it. We think he should keep it. Okay, uh, we'll see if that poll question actually shows up on the oh. screen here tonight. <laughs> should, should Cam keep the mustache? Tell me guns uh, blazing. <laughs> keep me, help me out, Cougar Nation. <laughs> All right, so uh, I know, Coach knows, managers do a lot. We're going to find out just how much you guys do. We're going to go wait, one. Wait, wait, hold on. These guys have something for you, by the way. Oh, yeah. So to tell you the story, Greg, real quick, Cam is like the king of the juice. And so... At practice and at shoot around and all those different things, he's always um, he's he, he's everyone's hype guy. He's hyping everybody <laughs> yes. up, and so he's got these phrases that are, are super popular and <laughs> kind of like mantras amongst the team. And so they have. First of all, I'll tell you right now, the one he uses all the time. I see you. Yeah. I see you, Tyler. Yep. I see you, Coach Pope. Yep. My, my go-to personal favorite. All the guys love it. It's it's hot and wet. What that means, we got it from Hawaii, because all the gyms we were in were super humid, but all the guys were hitting shots, so we're like, well, they're wet, and they're, they're doing awesome. So all the guys love, that's the personal favorite, but my go-to one's bang, bang, baby. Wait, wait, can here. you say it, can you say it full gusto? <laughs> bang, bang, baby! So, so I can't tell you how many times, we hear that ringing through the gym at all hours of the day and night as these guys are rebounding for our guys, and it, it, it just is like, uh, the energy that these guys bring on the best days and the worst days actually makes us win games. It's really special. So keep going. Okay. So Cam had all these phrases, and one day um, he wasn't allowed to go in the locker room pre-practice. And <laughs> So we'd actually been taking notes on the phrases for like a month. <laughs> really? Coach Ordusky was assigned <laughs> like, okay, everything he says over and over again, we got we to gotta get it down. And so they came out of film in their shirts and, and – uh, I, I was appalled. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, I've been here for four years. I've never been not allowed in the locker room. And they're like, and then they all come out in these shirts and all yelling, bang, bang, baby. And I'm like, cloud nine. I'm like, let's go, baby. Come You've on, got your now. own shirt. You've got your own so word on shirt, up so the camera can see. Yeah, so I got. Uh, Cam the man. Uh, it says, Cam the man, West Jordan's finest, in case you're wondering where I was from. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I have all my sayings. I see you. That's what we do. Yeah, baby. They don't want the smoke. He's a sniper. <laughs> bang, bang, baby, and rise and grind. I Those kid you not. You. It's like I it's like that. eight fifteen in the morning. Should We're Cam all working in the office and like. No. Oh wow. Hey, that's what I'm wanting. Let's go, Cougar Nation. Pull through, pull through, baby. <laughs> I gotta get a couple votes. But that's for you, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Greg. we brought you one of these. That is awesome. Thank you. I will be, I'll be wearing this. That's that's great. At least I see you made it and made it up high pretty well. Exactly. That's good stuff. Exactly. Okay, uh, we're going to go back and forth between you guys. All you have to do is name a thing you do for the team. Go. Oh, a mop. Rebound. <laughs> oh, fill cups of water. Uh, follow Coach Pope around with a whiteboard. <laughs> Pick up food. Organize the food. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> wi wipe whiteboards? Uh, clean the weight room post-lift. Oh, my gosh. Rebound. <laughs> um, be there at least 20 minutes early and helping pack bags. Yeah. And now to you. What's no, something? No, I, was, I was going down the list. Uh, <laughs> you know what these guys do? It's actually interesting because you saw, you, you probably didn't notice, but on, this, um, on Alex's game day routine, he walks in and these guys are sitting there and he daps both of them up. 
on so many highlight films and pictures I have in the office. Like you'll see these guys at game time um, and their emotion investment in the game is even more than anybody else's. Uh, they do everything uh, that makes us function. They're really spectacular. I love being around these guys. Uh, how much game do you need to have to be a manager on the basketball team? You need to know the game for sure. Like that's probably one of the most important things, especially just recognizing, especially recognizing just game, how the game works especially because like we're all big basketball fans and we love watching. That's probably a big part of our culture as managers too is just talking ball all day, every day. That's one of our favorite things to do. And we, we have like such a great such a great manager crew. There's actually there's six more of us that, that work. And um, they actually, so we, as I'm, I hope we can talk about, we have some killer intramural teams. Um, this, this last fall, we did a manager inter, intramural flag football team. Um, and then we've got a, a, a dominant, <laughs> dominant. Yes, yeah. BYU basketball's manager's intramural football team, which after going winless in the regular season, we had one, one, one win. We had a win. One win in the regular <laughs> season, went on a tear yeah, through the postseason. Mm -hmm. Won like three or four games in the playoffs. Yeah. We have questions in our next segment, by the way, in our Q&A, more about your athletic pursuits. Okay. Before the break, I wanna, I, now I'm going to throw you guys a quiz. Uh, okay. There are no wrong answers. Oh, okay. You guys each give me your yeah. thoughts on this. Okay. Uh, Hit me. On, of the guys on the roster, best half-court shooter? Alex Barcelo. Same. Okay. Uh, Although Trev, Trev's hit a couple. AB's way more consistent. That's okay. <laughs> true. Uh, funniest, funniest guy on the roster? You think. What do you think? Tijon. Foos or Atiki. Okay. Uh, most voracious eater? Cody Feger. Because <laughs> he's the pickiest eater. Um, most, um, uh, that's tough. Probably, probably some of the bigs. Probably like Rich or Rit, Richard. Okay. Back, yep. uh, so. Who's a future potential coach, you think? Who'd make a good coach someday? You know, who I think Trevin Nell probably. I think so. Okay. I'm going to say Alex. Okay. His basketball IQ is insane. And then your favorite Coach Pope saying. Oh, my gosh. You go first, Ty. Um, uh, I always like how he talks about how, how you're going to respond. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, that's so applicable in life. Like, um, and that's something that you do. You do talk about a lot is, how, you know, how are you going to respond and, like, what is, what is the game telling you and how – like, how are you going to respond based on what the game is telling you? And so that's, that's one of my favorite. One thing I liked, I think he said it, I said it yesterday, he said, in a huddle, he's like, we don't run away from failure. And I, and I love that. And that just indicates just the mentality he has. You know, we accept what happens and we're still moving forward. We keep going regardless of what's happened in the past because we still believe in what we can do in the future. Love it. Let me ask one question before you go. <laughs> if you guys could recruit one player, current player, to be on your manager staff, who would be the best guy? <laughs> best guy. We, you you can do it. First. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I mean, I'd probably want a Tiki. The, the Tiki? A tiki just brings the juice all the time, <laughs> and he's just so funny. That's true. Yeah, I, I mean, Caleb's a phenomenal rebounder. There you go. That's 90% of what we do. So, it make it way nice. Hey, you guys aren't going anywhere. You're staying with us till the end of the show. And you brought okay. something in a box here we're going to get to in the next segment. Beautiful. All right, so we'll hang tight on that. On uh, the newest Deep Blue podcast, Jerem Jordan talks with men's golf coach Bruce Brockbank about taking over for the legendary Carl Tucker, maintaining the high standard of excellence for the golf program and what the Big 12 means for the Cougars on the course. Listen to the BYU Radio app and where podcasts are found for Deep Blue. Coming up, questions from social media for Coach Pope 
and the managers as BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. Siegfried and Jensen. We're back in Studio C with the head coach Mark Pope and our special guests, BYU basketball managers Cam Macy and Tyler Langford. Uh, before the Q&A uh, portion of our show, I mentioned you brought something. Uh, let's open it up and show the folks what you've got and what they may have already seen on some BYU basketball games this year. Oh my gosh. So what we got here, <laughs> we call it the kill chain. What we do like to do is we have to keep this track of stats with how many consecutive stops we get. And what we do is when you get three consecutive stops in a row, we call it a kill momentum. Um, and for us, that's really important, especially in tight games where we can really control the pace and the momentum of the arena, really. Um, and so you always see us on the sideline, especially Coach Shorker, one of the GAs, is yelling down, hey, next stop's a kill. Um, and they'll we'll all be getting, I'll be yelling, kill, kill, this is for a kill. And it, it just gets the guys fired up, but also it's, it's continuing just to, you know, e emphasize the purpose of each possession trying to get a stop. So each defensive stop you get uh, is, uh, it's, uh, each, each set of three stops mm -hmm. is a kill. Yeah. And when you get a kill, you, you end up putting something on the chain, right? Yep, you put a claw on. We get these claws here. We have 10 of them. Um, currently, I, I hope we can get some more. We've used all 10 <laughs> once, but we never got to 11th. But yeah, it's pretty sweet. Okay, and Cam, I, I'm just, uh, listen, <laughs> the mustache looks great. In person, but on the monitor, it looks amazing. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just, it's the look. Wow. <laughs> now, you, I've se I see you most with it, right? Is it all you all the time now? Originally, I, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. So, um, we were in Hawaii, and you I don't have to raise your hand. Oh, sorry. We were in Hawaii, and we had just played uh, USF, and... Uh, we were walking off the court, and like when you're at these tournaments, like there's teams waiting to come on, and we're walking past Vanderbilt, and it's like me and Cam and Tyson, our our SID, our our media guy, and the guy for Vanderbilt grabs Tyson, and he's like, "Hey, is that guy your director of swag?" <laughs> and <laughs> you know, like, and it, it was funny. Tyson Tyson said no, but like I think Cam's official title title should be the director of swag, and so. He always has it, you know. It just it fits it fits him. The so. chain has its blessings, it has its burdens. I, I go I go into opposing <laughs> arenas with like a target on my back though. Everyone's like, that's ugly. Why take that off? We're like, you're not flavor flav. And I'm like, hey, I'm just here for the boys. That's all I'm here for. Uh, I'll ride or die with them. Okay, uh, the Opine poll currently out there. Uh, score the kill chain as a style accessory on a scale of 1 to 10, I think is what we're going for on this one right now. Well, if it's not a 10, I'm disappointed. <laughs> we'll see what comes in. Uh, Q&A time. We'll get back to our poll here in a minute. Uh, let's go to Q&A uh, for the coach and the managers. Uh, first question comes in from Derek tonight on Twitter. Uh, how difficult is preparing uh, for Gonzaga on a Saturday when you have a game on a Thursday? That is, how can you ever, do you ever look ahead to the Saturday game when you got one just two days before? Sometimes we'll, uh, the most we do is we'll combine concepts. So concepts that are relevant to San Francisco and, and Gonzaga, we'll kind of hit those um, on Mondays a little bit. Uh, anything that's really, really unique to Gonzaga, which unfortunately for us is everything that Gonzaga does, um, <laughs> we'll try and touch on Monday, and then Tuesday is a is a full full install on San Francisco, and Wednesday will be a full install on San Francisco, and then Friday we'll kind of do a light, light, light 
practice on Gonzaga. So every team in the league faces the same thing. Every team, most teams around the country are playing two and three or two and four, so it's pretty normal. Okay, next question is for the managers, you guys. Um, it's from Zach. Do you guys ever scrimmage against other team managers? We do, actually, yep. So um, it works out if they bring enough people to play or if we take enough people to play. Um, and we'll typically play the night before. Um, sadly, we don't have the best record on the season. <laughs> but, uh, you don't need to ask us what the record is. Yeah, but we, uh, we do play. It is pretty fun. And, and they're and you know the, especially back east they get like there's like organized almost leagues when they track results and everything yeah. like it's it's a pretty big deal. There's a web page we've seen for it. I was like, wow, there's a web. Page? This is that serious? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And just just to be clear, one two of our losses are one of them was in overtime, and it was like kind of yes. yeah, it's it call your own foul, so it kind of gets uh kind of gets a little a little there's questionable for okay. sure. So Spe speaking of call your own fouls, our next question goes for coach. Uh, how do you address refs? when they may treat opposing players one way and BYU players another way? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. Listen, um, you know, politically correct answer is to say that refereeing is a really hard job, which is actually true. It's really hard. And um, the, the thing is, is that, you know, genuinely I think these, these referees are trying to do their very best. And um, um, so that is my answer. <laughs> Our last question is back to the managers. Managers, with what player on the team could you hold your own one-on-one? -on -one? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, here we go. Fights tomorrow. <laughs> it's really pick your poison with who I'm playing one-on-one -on -one tomorrow with. Um, I'd probably, he's going to hate me for a second. Hi, Jeremy Dowdell. Oh, JD, let's go. Okay, it's on with JD. How about you? Well, None of them. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> <laughs> guys! Like you can't put a target all, on my back. It's cool. Bag. It's like it's super cool to be like behind the scenes and like see like how much effort they are putting forth to like really become masters of their craft. And so like it's really cool to like see all of them at at some point in time or another like be there early getting up shots, staying late getting up shots, spending time in the weight room, the training room, and like really like trying to like become the best version of themselves that they can. And so. I'm, I, from one to 17, like they all, they're all big time basketball players and they're all very skilled. So. Who, who could you hold your own against though? <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone wants to know. No, no, no comment. <laughs> okay, you guys are going one on one. What's happening there? Because <laughs> this has happened, clearly. It, it, yeah, it's, it's happened. We've split, we've <laughs> we've, split it. Yeah, so. there's a. It's pretty 50 to be real. This summer, we'll like, uh, some friends and. Like we'll all go play yeah, we'll the, hit wreck the wreck and stuff and yeah. yep. Cam Cam's got a nice mid-range a nice mid-range jumper. <laughs> it's not quite as nice as the mustache, but <laughs> amen. Yeah, fans are 50 50 You're in trouble, Cam. Yeah. <laughs> it's on a downward spiral. I know. I know. <laughs> well, they're, they're not going anywhere, but I'm glad we brought these guys in tonight. I'm, too, I'm like, so glad. And, and let me tell you this. So. Um, it's hard to appreciate. It generally is hard to appreciate how extraordinary these these guys are. Um, the the time commitment they make to BYU basketball is got to exceed 10, 12, 14 hours a day, and that's not an exaggeration. It's really not. As well as being 4.0 students, essentially at one of the most um, uh, difficult universities to do do that in the country, and and bringing the energy and the juice that they do. Uh, um, Cam is uh, working hard at 
chasing an interesting graduate program degree. You want to share that real quick? Yeah, I'm, I'm pursuing a career in sports and performance psychology, so I'm actually applying to grad school right now for that. So super excited. And Ty, Ty is, is an even more accomplished student, but he's got something even more important than that that he needs to say right now. <laughs> well, um, I got an awesome wife. Um, she's really the best. Um, and like she's been super supportive, like Coach Pope said, like BYU basketball, like you do kind of sell your soul. And uh, <laughs> and Jen, Jen's been Jen's been the best, and I am I'm the luckiest man. I'm the luckiest man in the world for for having her to be supportive. So and, thank you. And as much as yeah. Just like, just like the players and, and the coaches and everybody on the staff and these managers, man, their families and spouses really sacrifice a lot because these guys dedicate so much to this team and this game, and it's why we win. That's why we win. So. so, fans, when you're at the Marriott Center or you're watching a game on TV and you see a huddle now, you can now point out, no, uh, you've got Cam and you've got Ty. You know these guys a little better now, and you can spot them and, uh, and what they do for BYU basketball. Stick around, guys. Don't go anywhere yet. We're coming back. We tell you that coming up next, we'll preview this week's big game slate win. BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stick around. Seven seven four for reservations or order online at tucanos.com. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Smith's, fresh for everyone. And by Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. All right, uh, it is a two-game slate this week. First up, BYU, at San, BYU versus San Francisco. 7 o'clock Mountain Time pregame, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Tip to see, we're on with you for BYU Radio for pregame, the game itself, and postgame. Watch it on CBS Sports Network. And then on Saturday, it is Gonzaga at BYU. Again, 7 o'clock Mountain Time pregame, 8 o'clock for the tip. Radio pre and post. We'll have radio for the game, of course, and ESPN. As we go to break, and this is a short segment, we have our trivia question brought to you by Cascade Collision Repair. Series about perfection. Who holds the BYU single season record for most threes? Alex has 60 and counting the answer next. Stay with us. Jensen, our trivia question comes to you courtesy of Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. Alex Barcelo has 63s this year to lead BYU. Who holds the BYU single season record for most threes? Cam, what do you think? I think Jimmer. You think Jimmer? When in doubt, go with Jimmer Fredette. Uh, yes, 124 of them back in 2010-11. All right, Coach Pope, you got a big weekend ahead of us, and uh, I thought we got the week off to a great start with these guys and you. That was a fun night. Yep. You know, it's, it, I'm telling you, it's what these guys do for our team. Tough week. A lot of emotions, you know, a lot of uh, frustration, and these guys always lift everybody up, and they make a huge difference. So thank you guys so much. Super grateful for you. All right, he is Mark Pope. He's Tyler Langford. He is Cam Macy. I am Greg Grubel. This guy over here is Coog Dude. He's going to lead us out tonight. Thanks for being with us. Have a great week, everyone. Go Cougs!